0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Raider. Berto is your host, trying to get my mic together, trying to get all these things together. We are a little bit behind. Hey, guys, I am looking at some packet losses here, but it looks like it has slowed down. Let me know if everything is on track. Let us know if everything is on track. Anyhow, we are going to have a great show for you today. Good things are happening today. Good things are happening today. Michael Rodnin starts out with, well, before... Let me just kind of bring, bring new folks into the fold, May Wood, welcome aboard, Long Beach, California. Oshana Katrinaido, welcome, good afternoon, don't, don't think I've called that name out before. Let's see, AVQ says, yep, the audio video is out of sync, but it's not too bad, I think it's going to catch up eventually, because I see that the packet losses have stopped. Uh, there must be some process running in the background where this has started to occur. We'll try to figure it out. We haven't had this problem over the last few years, so there must be some sort of a, in some sort of a driver in there. There, there is one thing that I did today that um, I installed a virtual driver because I'm going to try to bring some telephone calls in. So I'm experimenting with, to see how that is best going to work, and I installed a couple of drivers. I hope that didn't screw things up. It, not doesn't necessarily mean that is the case. Anyhow, we'll continue. I think this the sync should come back in the long run. I think it should come back in the raw ro- long run. Uh ABQ says it's a driver issue. IO Bit Driver Booster will fix it. I will take a look at IO driver booster to see what that has to do. Pay the packet loss bill. <laughs> That sounds like something that would definitely come from El Senor Eric Hayes. Okay, let's go ahead and bring out our our researchers' information. Biden extends federal student loan payment, pause, through May 1st. Given these considerations, today my administration extended the pause on federal student loan repayments for an additional 90 days through May 1st, 2022. As we manage the ongoing pandemic and further strengthen our economic recovery, President Joe Biden said, Meanwhile, the Department of Education will continue working with borrowers to ensure they have the support they need to transition smoothly back into repayment and advance economic stability for their own households and for our nation. Biden is doing what he ha- what he can, his presidential power, to improve the lives of millions of people. As far as I'm concerned, our society is pressing a boot debt to the necks of young people. This will alleviate that strain, at least for a while. We're going to talk about student loan a bit deeper uh, when when I have... That was one of the topics of discussion for today, anyhow. Uh, let's see. Rodney says, Good starts. Climate crisis aren't coming. Global warming is an existential threat, and we are decades behind the curve to preventing the worst outcomes. From the article, President Joe Biden stood before the world leaders and confidently said that this is a decisive decade in which we have an opportunity to prove ourselves. But when it comes to climate action... Has the United States even begun to prove itself? We just have a mountain of good starts that are surrounded by loopholes, no accountability. Look, I'm going to just say this. I don't normally talk like this, but I just have to say, we have a right wing that is very short-sighted and really makes its followers very dumb. I don't talk like this generally on the radio, but when we are talking about issues that are existential, when it comes to having foresight... Uh, we have a sect in this country that it, it, it reminds you of the do-nothings of the early 1900s, or, or the know-nothings of the early 1900s, right? They revere their ignorance. They're they are content in their ignorance. But they're made content in their ignorance because they have a faction that goes out there to make ignorance seem vogue. And that is what we have to work against. That is why we have to do it's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. All right. While White House COVID-19 response coordinator, Jeff Zintz, has a harsh warning for Americans who have not yet been vaccinated. Anti-vaxxers went nuts over this, but by my reading just makes me wish they'd included the message to not touch your face before washing your hands. From the White House statements, we are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've, uh, you've done the right thing, and we will, we will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. So our message to every American is clear. There is action you can take to protect yourself and your family. Wear a mask in public indoor settings. Get vaccinated. Get your kids vaccinated and get a booster shot when you're eligible. Eric Hayes actually sent me that as a meme. And he said, look, isn't this harsh? Isn't this... Really, And I looked at Eric and I said, please tell me what's wrong about it. If the truth is harsh, shouldn't it be told? Do you prefer, prefer, prefer the harsh truth or a painful death? Which one do you prefer? Come on, folks, grow up. Uh, new York City uh, sees staggering new daily cases of CDC estimates Omicron prevalence tops 90%. Breakthrough infection and surgeon in cases among the unvaccinated are jolting the pandemic rebound to its core, prompting outgoing mayor Bill de Blasio to, to offer cash incentives for boosters. The Omicron COVID strain is the second most contagious virus, only behind measles for spread rates. While Omicron isn't as deadly, hospitalizations are up between 20 to 50 percent, depending on the locations if you catch COVID. Now, let me tell you something, guys. I don't know that, that Omicron is not as deadly. I, I, I don't think I'm convinced about that. I'm not a doctor or a virologist, but I think we're looking at two different population sets, right? When, when uh, Delta came out, the population set was much less vaccinated, so the, the speed of, of which it will go was much faster. Uh, I, I haven't heard Fauci say that. He's just been cautious about that. But I think the population sets are different, but we'll see what it turns out to be. But even even that's the case, again, what can I say? Even if that is the case, all right, let's get back to the, let's see how our, our packet loss has gone down, so we should be in sync again. All right, corporate donations poured into Manchin's pack ahead of final no on Build Back Better. That's probably what, he got paid to say no. As founder of the West Virginia-based coal company, Energy System, I think that's a trade-in company actually, Manchin is well acquainted with the fossil industry we donated at least $400,000 to the West Virginia Democrats between July and October as he worked to put the bill Back Better at key's climate provision. This is the way things work when democracy has been weakened. No, when democracy has been purchased, is what you should say. The powerful get special access to our government while we are told sorry we can't help. The corruption of big money over our politics must be addressed as underlying problems that affects every other issue Today. I want to stop right there. Soliloquy time. Um, how many of you who are listening to me right now can be bought? In other words, if I give you $10 to become stupid, would you take it? If I give you $50 to become silly, would you take it? I don't think so. Here's what I'm saying. I want us to stop just, look. Citizens United, terrible Supreme Court decision, but we are grown folk. McCutcheon, terrible Supreme Court decision that allows unlimited amount of monies to be placed by an individual into the system. That's true. I think it's moot. Here's what I'm telling you folks. I think our biggest problem lays less with... It's less... With us having an issue with money in politics Come on, recognize my face There we go, come on I need to get another computer booted up That's why I'm I'm doing this I think it has less to do With uh, money in politics And more to do With creating divisions among people So that they can't work in concert You know, Exxon has no vote No electoral vote Every individual who works for Exxon does, so they may vote in concert with Exxon. However, the people who are damaged by Exxon, the people who pay the inflated prices by Exxon and all of those, they're not not wedded to Exxon. They're wedded to the belief that what Exxon is providing is of good use. And not only that, they're wedded to the belief that the economic system that gives Exxon the pricing and power and the power to pollute and all of that is worth the trade-off. And you telling them otherwise doesn't compute if they don't like you. It doesn't compute if you guys are fighting each other. But if you find a way to get through to them, everybody still has one vote and a sensible vote that protects your life is a lot easier to access than that bought vote. That's why, you know, w- when, you, when you look at the powers that be that came against uh, many politicians that continue to win, let's say Bernie Sanders or, uh, or, or others, the reason they win in as much as there is the plutocratic pressure on them as being democratic socialist work, it's because these guys have made that connection with the people who matters to them. And therefore, all of us that are listening here, independents, democrats, progressives, and everybody, if you forget about the, what you can't do and worry more about what you can do or who you can influence, you'd be surprised of the changes we can make. But we've been taught to, to believe that we have no individual power. That individually we can't make a difference. Never flew with me. And it should never fly with you. Uh, Tom C. says, audio oh, good now. AVQ says, it's a drive. Oh, we, I read that one already. Let's see. Lee Grant, my other conservative is here. Welcome aboard, Lee Grant. I hope you heard what I said, uh, Lee Grant. And if you believe what I said, which I know you do, remember to continue to support politics. Then right, my good old uh, conservative. Oh, here we go, the berating of people, bring it on. You love the power. No, I don't love the power. I don't have the power. Masticator, my third conservative. Hey, Masticator, how you doing, brother? Uh, Let's see, Lee Grant says, I get it. If you're a progressive, you're smart. If you're a conservative, you're stupid. That's not what I said. I, I, I like certain conservative ideas. But you see, Lee Grant, you just proved my point right there. You heard what I said. And you went ahead and tied it into what you've learned or heard from a lot of the right wing proponents that are pulling your strings to say that I believe as a progressive I'm stupid. No, I believe, I mean, that, that, that you as a conservative is stupid. No, not at all. But I can tell you one thing the people you follow make you do stupid things because so far you have faith in them. My goal is for you Lee Grant and you know you're a good supporter you're a good guy. My goal is to make you have some faith in what I'm saying not simply through your ideological eyes but through a mathematical and thinking process. And then we can compare apples to apples. And you know what else Grant you may actually come up with things that says Berta, but you're wrong here. Uh, let me give a good example. Let's look at welfare. All right? You guys have some good ideas that, that I had to pick up in the long run because of how humanity is. Right? And I've done it. I've incorporated it into my progressivism. So no, that's not what I'm saying at all, sir. All right, Eric Hayes says, well, this is a norm and people have to live with the fact that attacking people will not solve anything and cause more divisive stuff. I want you to take a look at the attacks and see who do all the attacking sir. Michael Ruddin said, everyone has their price, mine just happens to be astronomical. <laughs> no yours is not astronomical at all, yours is worthwhile brother. Squido, how you doing, hell no. Eric Hayes is back. Lee Grant, we need to replace CRT in the schools with a financial literacy course. Teach kids that a loan means and the obligation it incurs. Alright, do you really believe that? Who do you think are the largest irresponsible debtors in this country? I'm going I'm to leave CRT alone because uh, as my, I think you should go ahead. As my daughter would tell you, you need to read the 1619 Project. Okay? Read it, Brother Grant. Read it. Uh, take off your ideological mumbo-jumbo and read it. Bruce Pollard, how you doing, Bruce, I hope you're doing fine. Hey, I know you've been improving every day from your, um, from your COVID attack. Great to see that. Uh, the truck driver has Hispanic name. Good day. Yeah, you saw that 102-year sentence. I think it's going to get commuted, though, for time served. That's my hunch. Eric says, you says, your vote is your choice, right, Egberto? Yes, my vote is my choice. And your vote is your choice. It doesn't mean it's the correct or right choice. You know, uh, I can. You can go ahead and say I vote to drink cyanide. You know, I say I vote not to drink cyanide. Is one vote dumb and the other not? If you vote, if you vote to impoverish your kid, is that a smart vote? I don't think so. But that's what most most. Republicans are voting to impoverish their own because they were they are willing to accept the lies of supply side economics pushed by neoliberal Democrats and and Republicans. It's that simple, and we can mathematically show it. You know, but you have to be you have to have your minds open. To hear the mathematical equations that govern the stupidity of supply side economics. You know, it's it's out there. Melanie Keenan, how do I find you? I was looking for your live stream at 3 p.m. Central but couldn't find it. Melanie, make sure on both on Facebook or on and on, on uh, YouTube that you click the the bell. When you click the bell, as soon as we go live. You get a message on your phone. You get a message uh, uh, on whatever, whatever online stuff you're on. It'll say, Egberto's going live. Actually, they'll say, Politics on Right is going live now. So go ahead and make sure you have the bell struck both on uh, Facebook and, and on YouTube. Then, that, then you get El Aviso. Also, if you are not on our mailing list, when I have an automated system that as soon as I go live... An email gets sent out to all our mailing lists. Right out, it gets sent out to several thousand people. Just go ahead and give us a go ahead to our website, uh, politicsandright.com, and sign up to be on our mailing list. And it'll, as soon as the show starts, it'll also send an email. All right, and yeah, Melanie, you're watching the live stream. Bridge MCP, como estas, corazoncita? Welcome aboard, Bridge. Squido. hi, Alberto, tell it like it is. Yes, I will. Eric, Washington is the irresponsible debtors of this country. All right. Now, the the fact that you constantly repeat that, Eric, is when I talk about resistance to learning. Uh, We are, America has something known as a sovereign currency. In other words, we make our currency. If we want to call something debt, we can call it debt. If we want to print ourselves out of debt, we can print ourselves out of debt. Government debt from a country that has a sovereign currency is not the same as somebody holding a credit card debt. And as long as you continue to believe that, it uh, the Republicans, right-wingers, neoliberals who don't want a good social state that protects everybody will always have you by the balls. Remember that. Uh, Tom C. says, Lee Grant, we need both CRT and financial literacy. See, Tom C. always knows what to say. Tom, you're right about that. Masticator, uh, hey, PDR peeps from brij Masticator say yep read the Marxist propaganda called 1619 project. We need more people drowning in lies. I would love for you to tell me masticator, you know these are all the buzzwords that you are told to say. They didn't tell you to say it, but you just hear it on Fox News or right wing radio and you repeat it you go ahead you know select you parrot it right instead of doing that, why don't I, I would love one of you guys to come out and tell me, okay, this is exactly what is wrong with speaking about race, a race issue. This is what's wrong. This is what's wrong. This is incorrect. But you never do that. You just say, oh, it's Marxist. Or it's this. And that's what I talk about having a conversation. When I sat down with that woman in Starbucks and we started talking about what we wanted in a healthcare system, when she didn't know that I was a left-wing believer in Medicare for All... When we just spoke about what we wanted out of the medic- medical system, what she wanted turned, it, turned out to be Medicare for All. I felt so guilty. I wrote it in my book, as I see a Class Warfare, no, no, I wrote it in the book, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your right Relatives, Friends and Neighbors. When I was done talking with her, she was, she was a Medicare for All completely. I felt guilty and I said, hey ma'am, I want you to know that I'm a lefty. Her thing was, I'm so nice. She said, "Oh, but how could you be? You're so nice." But the other thing was like, and by the way, what we're talking about is Medicare for all. Oh no, she couldn't believe it. And again, ideology, bad idea. Ideology makes everybody, you know, think a certain way, but it can also make you stupid. And that's what right-wing ideology is doing to a whole lot of Americans. that's why, they're, that's why uh, we have people on the right dying at a lo- much larger rate than anybody else because they've bought into all the nonsense that completely that, that's told to them constantly. they're dying they see themselves dying, but they're so wedded to stupidity that they don't you know they continue. And my question to my brothers and sister conservatives on this on this channel listening to me right now. You know, as my pastor, when I used to be a church guy, would say, have you yet seen the light? And if not, uh, we don't want you to come and say, oh, I've seen the light. We don't want that. We just want you thinking differently and going ahead and and, and replicating yourself, making sure other folks don't follow the, the hateful, murdering stupidity of the right. House Select Committee to investigate January 6th Scott Perry. And not only Scott Perry, they actually got to Jim, uh, Jim, uh, what's Jim whatever his name is as well. Uh, let's see. Uh, Eric, Egberto, you are on a roll, whoa, but not the right one. Okay, if you say so, brother. Uh, from YouTube, Tom C. Lee Grant, we need both CRT and FIT, absolutely so. Maywood, uh, I think I read that already, thanks Bridge MCP. Egberto, his statement is for all sides, an extension of debt is bad. Period. Okay. Now that you said extension of debt is bad, Eric, you made a flat statement. Tell me why extension of student debt is bad. Explain to me the negative effects that will have on our economy, the negative effects that will have, and let's see where we get there. In other words, you you've made your statement. It's bad, but I'll, I have some commentary on that in a little bit. All right. Let's see what else we have. Squido says, Polly want a fascist. <laughs> okay, continuing. Bruce says, who holds all the debt? The debt is, is, is imaginary, but right now China owns, I think it's probably 20% of our debt. Or We used to believe that China was like the biggest debt holder and Japan and all of that, and that was, that was really Sino, a sort of a sinotype prejudice. Most of our debt are held by people like England and other Western countries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Most people don't really realize that, right? And the reason why is th- there are some other reasons uh, that 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 is that way. Okay, British MCP says Mike, it doesn't promote it; it explains. Harsh maybe, but just history. Exactly. squeedo that's amazing. All right, let's see who else we got new here. Uh, Lee Grant says indeed, our age has been termed. Neo-racism, the type of thought that leads to racially segregated college graduations. I know where you're going with that, um, Lee Grant. And by, you, you would not imagine that there is some agreement I have with you there. You know, um, and I'm, I'm going to make this quick because I'm, I'm doing a lot of talking and running out of time for my videos that I want to get out to you guys. But, here's, but what you're talking about, neo-racism, is, is true. You know, as you guys know, every year I go to Netroots Nation, and it's the it's a, it's a largest progressive uh, a conglomerate of writers, progressive writers, progressive bloggers, and all our progressive politicians. We all get together, over 5,000 of us sometimes in that one place we get together. And we have breakout rooms and all of that, and recently... Well, well the, there's also the breakout group for black bloggers, the breakout group for Latino bloggers, etc. And I agree with those kinds of things. I, I, I go to both the breakout for the Latinos, the breakout for the black group, the breakout. I, I don't go to the breakout one for Asians or anything like that, but I'm just saying. And by the way, these breakouts, anyone can go to it, whether you're black, Latino, Asian or whatever, you can go to it. But they have these breakout boxes. To, to to centralize on those particular issues, I'm for all of that. But w- another year, they came out at Netroots with something called safe spaces, safe spaces for women, safe spaces for um, minorities, meaning like uh, African Americans, safe spaces for Latinos, and I kind of got upset, right? And um, you know, and a, f- a few of my uh, African Americans, not black, but African the, the black folks agreed with me. Meaning my black brothers from Jamaica and my black brothers from Dominican Republic that are also at Netroots, they agreed with what I had to say. But my African American brothers and sisters, they were kind of upset with me that I wasn't into this safe spaces thing, because I think safe spaces give the impression that you're that that somehow. Uh, You will let other people's deficiencies, prejudices affect you. So you want a safe space from them. And I don't. I want to be in their faces with with their irrational racism, with their irrational prejudice. I don't need a safe space from them. They need a safe space from me. And that's my point. So... When you talk about neo-racism, the, ta- the type of thought that creates racially segregate resegregation, I am with you there. And the pro- it, I, I have issues with, with a lot of minorities, Latinos and African-Americans and others who don't think, and, and also women. And of course, that, that part is touchy because I'm not a woman. All right. So, um, so that safe space thing I, I can't deal with. And I, I think that's what you're alluding to. Alright, Mike Bridge MCP, I have no problem teaching all history but to teach it in a way CRT does. How does CRT teach race in a way that isn't how things happened in this country? It would be interesting for, you know, you guys throw these things out. Please tell me, how does it, I read the 1619 Project at New York Times. Please tell me, what in the 1619 Project do you find objectionable? All right, Eric Hayes says, "A like, kicking the debt can down the roads, are nothing for anyone, and once you, you as a debtor, get used not to making payments, and a lot of money elsewhere is bad. How are you suddenly point? No, 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 no. You missed the point about student debt, but I'm gonna go into that when I play the video. But I'll go into that later. All right, I think I'm Jim Jordan. That's the person who they're going after. Thank you very much, um, e2247. All right, the- I'm gonna go through the first two videos rather quickly because I want to talk a lot about student loans. So I'm going to just play the two, uh, the two videos that I apparently have yet to queue up. And after I play those videos, we're going to get directly into student loans because I think there is a mis- some misinformation there. Let's start with the economic part. So let's go. I'm going to play that right away and then we'll move on from there. When you hear me talk about our system is not designed to help people, our system is not designed to make <clears throat> the personal economies of people better, to increase, improve their their form of living, many of you think, oh, you crazy person, you just don't believe in capitalism. I believe in a in free enterprise, a strong private sector, a strong public sector, a strong social safety net, to ensure that no one entity can take advantage of the other, to ensure that People can live the lives that they want with the happiness that they have. I mean, you take a look at the happiest countries in the world. They have the type of economic system that is close to what I'm looking for. I want you to listen to this to show you how within our system is designed to keep you down. It's designed to not care about you and why we have to elect the type of progressives that will go into the system and make changes. Check this out and then we'll take it on the other side.
1: But Douglas, the Federal Reserve is taking inflation seriously, that's clear, with signals that they are planning uh, as many as three rate hikes in 2022, acknowledging inflation is not going to go away in the near term. Uh, So what is your economic take on all of this?
2: Well, the economy is growing quite strongly. Uh, We saw the third quarter data revised up uh, this morning, and All indicators on the ground are that we're growing at something like 7% in the fourth quarter. We're going to carry that momentum into next year, 6% say in the first quarter, and 4 or 5% for the year. So uh, there's no real problem with um, uh, growth in the the U.S. And certainly from that perspective, um, there's no real danger of not doing Build Back Better. That's not something that's really on the merits needed right now. It's a political issue for the president for sure, but that's not something that has to happen. The bigger issue is the supply chains and uh, uh, the inflation, and The reality is that today's theater, notwithstanding, you can't manage supply chains from the Oval Office. And the best thing that can be done is to recognize that one person's supply chain problems, another person's labor shortage and do the things we heard the panel before us talk about in terms of a broader effort, not focused just on vaccines to to combat the, the coronavirus. That'll solve the supply chain problems. And it'll be up to the Federal Reserve. To deal with the inflation, which will continue into next year. It's it's durable uh, through 2022 for sure. And it will be t- a combination of getting the liquidity out of the system and raising rates to to knock down some of the probably two and a half trillion dollars worth of fiscal stimulus that, that households are carrying into next year. So uh, growth is not the problem. Inflation is and the supply chain is really about the public health policy.
1: I want to pick up, Doug, on what you said about no real need for BBB uh, as the president tries to revive it, and Schumer is going to try to revive it now. Uh, we heard the argument yesterday from the president that the Build Back Better plan would help reduce inflation. Here's a little bit of what he had to say about that yesterday. All the things in that bill are going to reduce prices and costs for middle class and working class people. It's going to reduce their costs will bring down all those costs across the board from child care to a child care tax credit there are a number of economists and economic writers who agree with that Uh, there was a wharton study i believe yesterday Uh, what do you make of that argument
2: Uh, i don't think that's quite right i mean certainly the first year of build back better as it came out of the house is, is stimulus in an economy that doesn't need it and will raise prices across the board it is true that there's an enormous amount of taxpayer money that will be handed out in the form of childcare subsidies and uh, health uh, premium subsidies that will offset those price increases. But the underlying inflation will get worse. This is just a matter of using the taxpayer dollars to cover up the problem.
0: Using the taxpayer dollars to cover up the problem. Just that statement alone. What's wrong with that? Using taxpayer dollars to cover up the thievery from those who have price and power and decided that even though we don't have shortages to increase the prices on Americans so what do we do to mitigate that we tax that excess profit that they get give it back to the American people to mitigate that increase in prices as they increase in prices we increase their taxes we give it back to the American people so that they don't feel the price increases that are out there look it's it's a the, the, the thing that I mean what I just said was simplistic and it isn't just that way that it works. There, there's some more complexities to it, but in the, in the aggregate, that's how it works, right? But here's the deal. Think of what he just said. The economy is firing at all and all cylinders. 4% growth on average next year. This quarter, 7% growth. Crazy growth, okay? So you ask yourself the question, okay, with that kind of growth, you get inflation. But where's that inflation coming from if the American wages have not gone up by 7% or it's not going up by the average of 4% per year in the aggregate. That means that the economy growing at 7% but the average American citizen isn't seeing it. That, ex- that expanded growth goes to the top only. And that is what we have to learn. And when, it talk, when he talks about the only thing we need to worry about is inflation. So what the Fed's gonna take care of that. So they'll raise rates so that when they raise their rates it'll mitigate inflation. True, but who bears the cost? They don't like inflation because borrowed money paid with inflated dollars means that you pay back a bit less than you borrowed, right? But of course, there's interest to mitigate that. But when they keep interest rates high and they keep that very calm economy, the the same scenario continues and everybody at the top makes a killing. Americans, I, I, I beg of thee we have to understand the economy and not believe the crap these people with suits and ties go and say we don't need bid back better in other words to hell with giving child care to hell with given benefits health care benefits to hell with giving family leave that doesn't matter because there's some inflation that we want to knock out that doesn't matter where's the humanity it does matter we have a society to make things better for people we don't have a society just to make things great for those who have capital and we believe the things that they say as if when they're talking these issues that somehow we have to keep them at maximal gain so that we will do fine and if we don't if we don't if we the middle class and the poor don't continue to feel the pain That somehow it'll get worse no it gets horrendous because everything goes to the top whenever you hear these people talking on TV they're not speaking for you they're not speaking for the average American citizen they are speaking to keep a particular class funded a particular class with the clout a particular class making and you being there to support them it's the heights of being parasites and you know we don't see it that way we don't see that they're parasites we think they've got money they must be doing something right all the money that they have is money raised on your back with your intellect with your worth and with all that you have provided they've just controlling they're just controlling the capital let's learn it people let's understand our worth we- oh, Bridge MCP, thank you for reminding me one more time. So folks, please if you are on YouTube right now, please go ahead and click that uh, first of all, give me an up a uh, uh, give me a thumbs up on YouTube, but likewise give uh, me a, 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 a click the join and become a part of the PDR posse by becoming a part of our YouTube channel. Uh, or you can also go to and I'm pulling it up as we speak, go to politicsdoneright.com. YouTube, That is a way that you can support our program on YouTube. Another way to support our program is to, and that's the wrong link. How did I get such a long link? Because I did the wrong thing. Yeah, go ahead and support us on YouTube. Uh, likewise, support us on Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Politicsdonright.com slash Patreon. Uh, likewise we actually like PayPal now because PayPal is our least expensive form of providing support for politics done right, meaning our cost is the least of them all. Politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsonwrite.com slash PayPal. Get our books. We talk about all these issues in our books, including the student loans. Politicsunwright.com slash books. Politicsonwright.com slash books. And it's getting cold. Get a hoodie. Get 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 a I'll get something anything wear it support or advertise and support what we do here to enlighten others as best you can Rudnin asked me to put this on the screen about Indian nation here you go uh, Rudnan there you go on the screen you researched enough so I got to put it on the screen there you go that is what America looked like but um, but I, I, want, I, I want while I keep that on the screen I'm going to keep that on the screen for a particular reason because Lee Grant said something, and a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of folks are going to look at Lee Grant and say, Lee Grant, that's a racist statement. And I had an issue like that with schools out here in Texas, where somebody looked at a statement similar to yours and called it racist. And the only thing I asked that person is, was the statement true? So here's Lee Grant's statement, and I want to talk about it and hit it head on. Here's what Lee Grant says. He says, if you want accurate history taught, would you include pre-Columbian indigenous people, human sacrifice and slavery and torture? Yes, I would. In fact, we do that with the Mayans, we do that with the Aztecas, and we do that with the Incas. It's, well, it's history that you learned in, in your history class. I learned it in my American history class in my American school that I went to for my last two years of high school. Did Panamanian schools the first 10 years. Last two years was American school. We did all my American history in those two years. And yes, we learned about it. We were taught it. There's nothing like education. Would you include info that might cast minorities in bad light? Um, You you see, and and that is where you, you fail to understand. History doesn't cast minorities in bad light just like it doesn't cast white people in bad light. What history does is tell what particular, pe- par- particular persons or group of persons have done over time. The problem is, if you take history in segmented portions, If we and, and, and I'm going to go back to a previous statement you made, Lee, because it's going to pick up on that. In fact, let me go to your previous statement, Lee, because the previous statement is the one that I thought I would have read first. And your previous statement said, uh, para ver, para ver, I want to read it because I want people to understand what it is that you are actually saying or what you're actually implying. Because it is important that we get it. Uh, where is it? The statement that says white nations. Ay, la madre mía. got to find that. Uh, I want to find that for you, Lee, because I want to answer that for everybody to see based on the statement that you made. Because you made it. How come, this is what you said, how come the happiest countries in the world are the white countries in the world? I'm glad you stated that. You know, I'm glad you stated that because um, remember what I said? There are certain statements that are true. Some people want to, you know, it's how it is interpreted that, that makes you wonder about, you know, the reason that you said it. But let me explain that to you now, Lee. How comes the white nations are the happiest, and the happiest nation in the world right now is either Denmark, Norway, or one of the Scandinavian countries. And the reason these are the countries that are the happiest are twofold: one, they're the ones that are polled with a particular specific, uh, you know, as as in an aggregate number one, and number two, they follow a good social model which everybody loves. So let's go to South America, and I'm going to get to Africa in a little bit, but let's go to South America. Why doesn't the same apply to South America to the people you would call minorities, right? Well, it used to be that way in Chile. When Allende was there, we had a great social democratic system. People were happy. The Happiness Index was great. Then came America with neoliberalism. Neoliberalism under the tutelage of... uh, uh, the economist from the Chicago boys um, Milton Friedman Milton Friedman goes into into um, into Chile depose Allende put in Pinochet Pinochet destroyed the country and turned it into what's supposed to be the southern capitalist mecca and they did that over and over again destroying economists over and over again you see the, the false the, the, because Americans know so little about other countries around the world you think that and, and because we only cover white countries in general tell me what's happening in Gambia right now there's a, there's a meme that came out that showed the big metropolis in Africa you'd never think based on what you know about Africa you'd never think that this is Africa you're looking at and I'm not talking about South Africa which was run by the Boers I'm talking about Nairobi I'm talking about Kenya I'm talking about all these other places, where also the happiness index is pretty damn good. So the deal is this, and then when people talk about all the, 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 the mishaps in Africa, when you had a colonial power that goes into a particular country, what that colonial power does is extract and leaves that place in poverty, more impoverished. You doubt it, you take a look at every single place colonial powers have existed. That's what you get. You know, it's simply what you get. Now, when they talk about the destruction of happiness, etc., all you have to look now is what's occurring in America right now. We are in that slide that we have to decide if we're going to follow the right or not. If we're going to become happy or not. So, Lee, while you may have said those things superficially because that's how it looks, What you've done perfectly is made my point. So thank you so kindly. You've made my point perfectly with the two statements that you've made. All right, let's see. Uh, Norman Reynolds says, imagine the growth occurs at 7%. Where are these dollars going if salaries are not raised? To that, the workers, the benefits growth, it's those with money, capital. It's wealth transfer from workers cannot benefit from the growth. That's what I'm saying. We worship capital. That's all that matters in America. Capital. And until Americans understand. But Americans don't understand it. And that's why we have to take the pains. That's why we have to take Eric's insults. Because Eric ha- Eric is an accountant that doesn't know about capitalism. Because they, treat, they keep it within two. And they give you tunnel vision as far as what our economic system is supposed to be. Mike Sissak, man, we got a bunch of conservatives in here today. Maybe we should teach how leftists have made poor POC in the U.S. slaves economic with welfare. No, actually, the most people on welfare are white people. Did you know that? Uh, I think you should know that uh, if you're going to make a statement like that. And and do you consider them slaves? No, I think more... (laughs) uh, uh, Let me give you a, 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 a... Something that I, I I won't relish in saying, but it's a truth. Those people that are living on the dole are not all that dumb. Because you know who else lives on the dole? The wealthy. Remember that. The left should look at history and consequences of its domestic policy towards POC. Uh, yeah, but it's not the domestic policies of the left solely that's a problem for the POCs. I mean, it's partially responsible. I can give you a particular thing. There was a time when uh, for a woman to get, uh, for her kids to get social secure, uh, uh, you know, food stamps, etc., the man had to be out of the house. That affected all people, whether black or white or Latino or whatever. But because there were more poor people that were minorities that were POCs, it had a larger consequence in the aggregate. Again, Lee Grant, simple math. You're you're given, and, and by the way, Lee, thank you for bringing out these things because. Those are generally The racist statements That the right would use To try to justify How the left has affected people Not understanding That in reality You're making our case So again for that one Thank you Alright let me go ahead and play uh, I was going to play The attack on Biden Well I think I'm going to play It's only three minutes No I'm not going to do that I'm going to play the student loan Let's go to the student loan And then I have a soliloquy I want to do on the student loan So let's Let's go with the student loan. Then comes my soliloquy that you're going to listen to.
1: And we have breaking news from the White House. The president has just announced he's extending the pause on federal student loan pre- repayments. NBC's Monica Alba is back with me from the White House. Monica, we didn't let you get away very far. A lot of news coming today. Uh, talk to me about the student loans and just extending this. It was supposed to expire January 31st.
3: This is a really significant development, Andrea. When the president first came into office, he directed the payments be put on pause through August. Then later in the summer, they determined they were going to extend that again as Delta was surging to the end of January, as you point out. And now the president is saying an additional 90 days will go into effect for this pause. So this punts it all the way to May 1st, 2022. And of course, this is something that the administration had been under pressure to make a decision about. Given what we're seeing with the economy And this affects more than 41 million Americans Who really felt they wanted this breathing room To continue to figure out what the president and this administration may do overall when it comes to student loans and it is something that the Department of Education is reviewing with borrowers to see if they're going to make some changes. Of course, there have been many advocates, many Democratic lawmakers even, who have asked the president to consider forgiving up to a certain amount of these loans potentially $10,000 maybe more. Some have called, of course, for the entirety of it. So this just gives the president, the White House, and the Department of Education more time to figure that out while people again take more time given of course all of the pressure and the unknowns of what the omicron variant will mean for our uneven economic recovery andrea
0: so as it turns out we got another 90 day reprieve for all our young people with debt well actually with everybody who has student debt now um before I go into my soliloquy, I, I want to. I, I saw something here from Michael. Michael said, among the top 25 happiest nations include Costa Rica, Bahrain, Malta, Taiwan, United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, Guatemala, and Uruguay. Thank you for doing the research. I didn't. But I think, <laughs> in as much as that is right in concert with. Um, what I what I had to say. It's interesting, then, Mr. Uh, Mike, that you hadn't looked up in detail what Michael Rudin just went ahead and find quickly. So your statement that most of the top countries are white, I think he just blew a hole in that. Costa Rica not white, Bahrain not white, Malta not white, Taiwan not white united arab emirates not white saudi arabia not white uruguay not white guatemala it seems like we have every single ethnicity out there so um hmm, you may want to rethink the arguments sir all right let's see what else we got here um leftist lee grant leftist would be the abolitionists of history free the slaves create the reconstruction era Uh, Yeah, remember that was Republicans, right? That did all of that. Good stuff they did back then. Guess what happened? Those Republicans became Democrats and the Democrats became the Dixocrats, who then turned into the Republicans. History, brother. It's important that you learn history. Bernice MCP says, Off subject. Egberto Willis, Ashley's writings are blowing me away. I left her a comment after I read everything. Read it. I'll do that. But you know what? She was... Touched by your comment, and she told me, "Dad, look at what Bridge wrote." Thank you so kindly. I mean, for for that, my dear friend. Uh, let's see. Tom C says, "By law, only private student loans can be refinanced at current low rates. Borrower who converts federal loans to private loan loses all federal loan protections such as a freeze, deferment, and forgiveness." A microrense Egberta negative. Most of the happiest nations are white majority, but the point is nowhere near all of them. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for correcting me on that one. I thought you, you meant otherwise when you put that there, but that's good. That doesn't matter. That doesn't that doesn't change the reality of what makes it happy, right? Because, like I said, what was the first statement that I made? Poland, right? Did anybody go and poll the different the different tribes that nobody talks to around the world in Polynesia? Did anybody go ahead and poll the folks in in, uh, in 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 Botswana? I'm talking about these different tribes. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> ah, that's great. Let's see. Ashley rep- replied to Bridge. I got the message. I feel honored. You forgot the H, baby doll. <laughs> left left dif- left deficit. Okay, anyway, continuing folks. Um, let me talk about student loan. This is important. I have a, an open discussion with a darn good friend of mine. professor, um, a professor here at the, the university, very good friend of mine. And it's amazing that when I'm thinking, sometimes I can't even remember names, right? Um, Jay, Professor Jay, all right? Jay Tice. He told me that I needed to be careful. The way I pushed student loan forgiveness. And he he made a great case. And the great case he made had to do with all those folks in Appalachia that never took advantage of student loans. They just went ahead and didn't go to college. And he spoke about all these people in these different parts of the countries who pretty much would not get the benefit Of getting that break, that student loan break, and that the Republicans could use that as a hammer to say, look at these elitists on the coast giving themselves all these tax breaks for these kids who went to school. And, you know, after he told me that I had to think about it and think about it and think about it, and he's partially right. But you cannot go with partially right when something is absolutely right. We allowed all these governments, state governments, to give breaks to corporations. We allowed all these state governments to cut their support for public state schools. And then it meant those who wanted a higher education had to spend more for that education. You can say, well, yeah, they're the ones who are going to benefit from the higher salaries from that education. True. So I want them to share a responsibility of that education. But you know who benefits the most from an educated populace? The plutocracy. The owners of Exxon. The owners of all these other things. Okay? They're the ones who benefit from educated an educated population so they owe them they owe it to america to pay for those schools because remember when when they offloaded all of that into loans they get you twice corporations lend you the money after corporations lend you the money they profit from the interest rates that you pay to pay back that money and then the corporations make money <clears throat> on your excess labor meaning you go ahead and you work for corporation x you design a parachute or you design an airfoil you design a wing and they make x amount of dollars on your design they pay you a bit and they profit the rest so everybody is making a profit on you i'm not saying you shouldn't partake in your education but it should be it should be shared and that's what student loan forgiveness is all about. Student loan forgiveness is saying for those people, and, and by the way, if somebody in Appalachia want to step out and go to college like many do, do it. If somebody in the in the ghetto de Barrios and everywhere else want to do it, do it. But it is important for us to understand how our economic system works. So that when when we come and talk about We want to have loan forgiveness. It doesn't look like when I wrote when I wrote the first part of this story, and I put it on YouTube as a video on YouTube. Somebody said, "Egberto, you freeloader! Pay your damn bills yourself. I don't want to pay your bills." To which I replied to him is, "I am not in this fight for me. My student loan was paid off ten years after I got out of college. Every penny of it was paid off by me. Okay." so I'm not a freeloader most of this stuff that I'm doing is not oh I'm doing it for Egberto it's not the case but I'm saying it's not fair first of all it costs me a lot less to go to school than it costs my daughter than it costs everybody else that's going to school now because our system wasn't as ripping people off as it is now as it is now but it seems like time has caught up with me again you guys just have me talking so much, but I love you for it. Um, Bruce says roughly three quarters of the government debt is public debt, which includes treasury securities. Japan is the largest foreign holder of public U.S. government, owning 1.26 trillion in uh, uh, April 2029. Uh, second, China ranks second in total debt. Uh, the U.K., Ireland, and Luxembourg rounded out the top five. As I said, if you take a look at all the debt, and then most of it is local. All right, Eric says, politics done right. Egberto Willis is called a job you, a person used to pay your debt back. If you borrowed it, paying off your debt teaches you something about life. No, it doesn't teach you anything. If it taught you anything, uh, why would the the corporations take such good care of creating bankruptcy laws? Bankruptcy laws prevent corporations from paying debt, and I, as a small company, had to pay had to give up over $5,000 from a company who went bankrupt and didn't pay me. I want you guys to understand that. And corporations, they don't have a problem. There are corporations, they go bankrupt, they don't pay their bills, and they come back into existence without a problem. Learn, learn, learn. My name is Egberto Willis. Oh, beforehand, folks, please go ahead and support us. Breach, thank you for that. Breach, uh, let's go ahead and, oops, wrong keyboard that I'm on. Please go ahead and support the program at politicsunright.com slash YouTube. Politicsunright.com slash YouTube. Alternatively, you can support us at Politics Done Right. Thank you very much, AVQ. Politicsunright.com slash, uh, you can support us as politicsunright.com slash uh, patron. Politicsunright.com slash patron. And the best place as well, politicsunright.com slash PayPal. Politicsunright.com slash PayPal. Get all our books, please. Get our books. At Slash books, para ver dónde está, aquí está. And lastly, but not leastly, you can find all the different ways to support us by going to politicsdunright.comslash support. My name is Egberto Willis, this is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out!